We want to welcome you today to the Blessing from the Valley podcast with your host, Pastor Mark Brandon. Join Pastor Brandon as he takes a new look at the old book, the Bible. Well, I am certainly thrilled that you have joined us today for the Blessing from the Valley podcast for this episode. This is your host, Pastor Mark Brandon, and we hope you're having a wonderful day today. Why don't you like or subscribe or invite someone else to listen to the Blessing from the Valley podcast? And uh, someone asked the other day about the hymn history book that I read, uh, the great history of the great hymn, Then Jesus Came. Uh, That is a hymn history by Alfred B. Smith. Of course, he was known as Mr. Singspiration. And I wanted to just give a little bit of a testimony about him. Um, I was able to meet him uh, many years ago at the Crown College when I was there attending school. And him and uh, a man by the a gentleman by the name of Merle Dunlop, uh, which was uh, the song leader for Mr. Raider, uh, those two men were there at the same time and uh, did a music seminar. I'm telling you right now, it was amazing, powerful. And of course, I've never heard anyone tell him histories like uh, Alfred B. Smith. Uh, but of course, just a great work, uh, and that is his Treasury of Hymns book. And uh, I know right now it's kind of hard to find, but I found out that books really are hard to find uh, everywhere. I've had a Bible on order since last year, and then also I've had a, a biography of a, a war, World War II hero, and it's been on back order for many, many months. And so right now I understand that it's hard to get books, but I wanted to just give you some information about that if you are interested in hymn histories. I would encourage you to get interested in them because the songs will mean that much more to you just knowing uh, where they come from. But today I want to look at a little passage of Scripture in Luke chapter 12, and uh, we're going to look at a gentleman here that uh, people today would probably say was a great success. But the sad thing is in this passage, God declared he was a fool. So let's look at verse number 13. The Bible says, And one of the company said unto him, Master, speak to my brother that he divide the inheritance with me. He said unto him, Man, who made me a judge or a divider over you? He said unto them, Take heed and beware of covetousness, for a man's life consisteth not in the abundance of the things which he possesseth. And he spake a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do, because I have no room where to bestow my fruits? And he said, This will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater, and There will I bestow all my fruits and my goods, and I will say to my soul, Soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then then who shall those things be which thou hast provided? So is he that layeth up treasures for himself. I want you to notice this phrase, and is not rich towards God. And he said unto his disciples, Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat, neither for the body, uh, or what ye shall put on. Life is more than meat, and the body is more than raiment. Consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap, which neither have storehouses nor barn, and God feedeth them. How much more are ye better than the fowls? And I want to just stop right there for the reading, but I want to just kind of give you a little thought on 
being rich toward God. You know, I also could even entitle this, maybe the same is going on today. You know, people today would say that this man was a real success. This man that was that God declared in this parable that he was uh, he was so wealthy that he he had to build more barns, but God declared he was a fool. Uh, people no doubt would point out his mansions. People would point out um, his thoroughbred horses. Uh, people would really point out maybe his golden coach and all of his servants and all of that. But God pointed out his lost soul, and you know the same is happening today. Uh, think we're putting so much stock in wealth we're putting so much stock in things uh we're we're measuring success in material terms uh, we think our soul can be satisfied with wealth we think our soul can be satisfied with prosperity possessions maybe positions popularity but we see the mistakes that this young man made and the same is going on today and so I want to just give you a few little things here that I think we can learn from. Number one, I believe he mistook his bank book for his Bible. He mistook his bank book for his Bible. In verse 18 here, we see, and he said, this will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater, and there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. You know, same's going on today. The Bible does say that the, what, the root of all evil is money. No, not money. The Bible says the root of all evil is what? The love of money still going on today you know everybody at the sound of my voice today deals with this think about it for example when we think more of this than we do the bible when we think more of wealth and our etern our eternality or where we're going to spend our life or serving the lord it really it, it really lines up our priorities and so when we think about today, about our priorities, are we going to be like this young man? And are we going to mistake our bank book for our Bible? You know, God has given us the Word of God. And I hope and pray that the Word of God is our number one priority in our life. We should be rich towards God. Verse 21, he says, look, here's the problem. Uh, he said, so is he that layeth up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. So do you have a do you have a desire today to be rich toward God? Our motives should be determined by our Bible, not our bank book. It should never be motivated by money. For instance, you know, I've, I've heard people all my life, you know, say, well, I'll tell you right now, the preacher talks an awful lot about money. Well, the truth is the preacher normally doesn't really talk a whole lot about money, and especially today, because, you know, in most churches, you're not even taking up offerings anymore. You know, even at our church, we, we have offerings plates at the front of the church and in the back of the church the group the church i grew up in uh they had little boxes in the back where people could put their money but you know a lot of times people say that because the reason being is because that's what they're they're really in that's what they're really wanting to get involved in is money maybe their love of money is being shown and so when you think about our motive of giving or giving to the lord it's not that you don't love money it's not that you're being greedy of money the truth is you you want to be rich towards god and so we give of our wealth. Why? We want to support missionaries. We want to support the work of God so God can be glorified. Souls can be saved. And so we don't want to mistake our bank book for our Bible and for the truth of God's word. I'll tell you something else I believe he did in this parable. He mistook his body for his soul. Verse 19 says, And I will say to my soul, Soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be Mary. You know, we put so much stock in things that make our body satisfied and we make our souls weak. Think about that a minute. 
we everything that we can see is temporary. That deals with the body. Everything that can that we cannot see is eternal. That deals with the soul. And so many times our mistakes is we will we will absolutely make our souls weak, the spiritual things weak, because we are we are really interested in the things that we can see, our body, our flesh, how we relate to this world, our pleasures. Uh, see, we must realize soul nourishment is more important than body nourishment. And that's tough. I want to say to every Christian listening today, that's not an easy thing. Our flesh uh, craves wicked things. Our, cra- our flesh craves to be satisfied. And we know that we cannot always trust our feelings, but we want to nourish our soul. It's more important. I didn't say that it feels better. Sometimes it's not as fun. It doesn't bring as much pleasure sometimes in nourishing our soul. You know, I read the Bible a lot of times, and what it tells me to do, to be quite honest with you, I just don't want to do it. My flesh is weak. It doesn't want to obey the Word of God. And so, but we have to understand, we, we do not want to mistake our body for our soul. Our soul will live forever. Our body is what relates to the world around us, but our soul and our spirit will live forever. And so we must realize soul nourishment, rich towards God, is more important than body nourishment. Now, most children today can show me how to play video games. And obviously, look, it's great enjoyment. You know, even as a young fella, I I loved playing video games. Uh, But today we live in a society where people can tell you everything about sports. Young people can tell you about maybe all of the popular folks, but they can't tell you one story or one true event that comes from the Word of God, or they cannot tell you or cannot even find one book in the Bible. Why? Because we have put so much stock in trying to nourish our bodies, and we have neglected our spiritual discernment or our spiritual nourishment in our soul. Not only did he mistake his body for soul and his bank book for his Bible, but I want you to notice as we close today, he mistook time for eternity. See, he thought he's going to live forever. Same's going on today. We say many years. He said many years. I'm going to I'm going to be wealthy for many years. I'm going to build all of these barns and put all of my things in their wife for many years. But God said tonight. He said your soul's going to be required of you tonight. We think someday, someday might be now. Think about it. 70 years we think is a long time, but in 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 relation to eternity, look, it's very short. Today, if you're not saved, now is the time. I know it will not. Here, here's what many people say. Well, I know it won't happen to me today. You don't know that. And so let's not mistake time for eternity. Time is prescient, precious. And so let's not mistake time for eternity. Are you rich towards God? Let's not then make these three mistakes that this young man made in this parable. He mistook his bank book for his Bible. He mistook his body for his soul. And he mistook time for eternity. So today is the day. So help us, Lord, to make the decisions, do the things that we need to do today. Amen. Because tomorrow may never come. God bless you. Have a wonderful day today. Thank you for listening today. Our prayer is that this episode was a great encouragement to you, and we invite you to join us again next time for the blessing from the valley.